the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. And we're talking about big differences in marriage, interracial, intercultural, or other differences that you're trying to build a bridge across. All right, let's go to Dan, who's in Leesburg, Virginia. Hi, Dan. It's David Anderson. How are you? Dr. Anderson, thank you for taking my call. Hey, my and allow pleasure. me to say that my heart goes out to the last caller. Amen. And so uh, this is my situation. I'm a Caucasian male. Okay. And my wife is from Central Asia. What country? And to give you some background, Dr. Anderson, uh, back in Central Asia, at one time everything was communist under the old Soviet Union. Okay. And so her parents... Her parents were not believers, of course. Um, in order to get anything, uh, to be anything in life, you had to more or less be a member of the party. Okay. And when the Soviet Union fell, uh, they had to figure out what they were. And so they figured out, well, back in the day, uh, in the 1800s, their family was Muslim. Okay. And, and so now the issue is, in my own personal experience, um, Everything's okay with the children because she believes that it's the father's place to impart religion to the children. Okay. But she has seen the she has seen the miracles that have happened in our life, and mm. and she's she's witnessed my faith and my devotion to Christ. Okay. And so, what what is it that's keeping me from closing the deal with her faith? So let me make sure I understand. First of all, what country is she from? Kyrgyzstan. Okay, Kyrgyzstan. All right. And so Muslim background, she's allowing you as the Christian father to impart religion to your child. How old is your child? Four and uh, one and a half. Excellent. And outside of your religion, your faith, how is the marriage? I would say very solid. She is stuck with me through thick and thin. Wonderful. Okay, so you got a good marriage. You want a great marriage where the two of you are communing together in your faith. Let me ask you about your faith. Did you uh, get saved after you guys were married? Or were you a Christian before you were married, but you married a non-Christian? It's one of those things where I'm a preacher's child. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my, father, my father was an ordained minister for decades. Yeah. Um, he, he's, gone, he's gone to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's always been with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then let me just ask, why did you marry her knowing she wasn't a Christian? Did you know that that wasn't right, or were you feeling some kind of way about it, or it really just didn't matter to you at the time? Uh, for, for me, what was important was the person. Okay. And uh, I, I allowed 
I, I don't question the mysteries of God, but I, I walk in faith as best I can. God, no, I understand. Okay, so it didn't matter much at the time. You had a good person, somebody that you loved, and you thought this would be a good uh, connection. Okay, uh, and so it wasn't your faith and her faith matching wasn't at the top of your list at that time, it sounds like to me. Is that right? Well, not only that, though, but see, at, at, at that particular time in history, there was no faith going on with that part of the world. Uh-huh. Uh, they were all confused, and uh, the state no yeah. longer mattered. Understood. And so they were. So, so your ethnic Russians were embracing orthodoxy, and uh, those that were Turkic in ethnicity uh, was embracing yeah. uh, uh, Islam because right, right. that's who they were, eighteen hundreds and before. I get it. No, I was talking about you though. So far as you, her, fa- her being a follower of Jesus wasn't that big of a deal for you or a deal breaker when you married her, correct? No, and the issue is that uh, we are old clay, and, and, and God can make us into anything that he wants. And uh, I, I would say that based on who she was and, and, and what her potential was, that yeah. uh, at some point over time, uh, she, she would become a Christian. Now, her okay. hesitancy is really to do with what her family thinks back in the country. No, I, und- uh, I understand. I understand, and I don't want to try to try to pin you down. I was just trying to get into what your mindset was when you said "I do." If you had a hope inside of you that one day she would cross over and and trust Christ, or was that did that not matter to you at the time? And let me tell you why I'm asking this, uh, because when you marry somebody and you have this view in your mind that, that they're going to change, and then they don't change. What happens is you change. And what I mean by that is it would be a terrible thing if I were her and I married you. And then over time, I find out, well, you really want me to be your faith, but you never really told me that. And now you're pressuring me to be your faith. And that wasn't a part of our original agreement. Do you understand? Oh, no, I know what you're talking I know what you're talking about, and okay. no, that wasn't the case at all. Okay, thank you. Um, I just want to clarify yeah. that. <laughs> all right. So, but your bottom line is you want you would love for her to come to know the Lord. That's the bottom line. Is that right? Well, I, I think that God has His own place and time. Mm-hmm. But uh, is there something that I'm not doing, or that I should be aware of? Well, you know, I'm not sure. Let me ask: Are you guys going to church at all? Are you a part of a Christian? community somewhere right now well we are we are in between so uh we're in a new community trying to learn our way around and I uh, okay I, I do visit okay um, but the children have both been baptized and so she does mm-hmm. understand uh the expression of faith and people uh, have witness to her i understand it sounds to me like finding a good uh church home might be helpful uh so she can build some community and friendships with other church people. Uh, you're in Leesburg, Virginia. I'm not sure if I have uh, other callers uh, that might call me to tell me about some good churches that could welcome someone like yourself, Dan. But I think that allow you just praying for her and allowing the Spirit of God to move is the best strategy. I wouldn't try to pressure her uh, because, first of all, you don't want to push her away. You have a good relationship. You have influence on the children. And she's not really practicing another faith strongly. So that's all good. 
and, and part of and part of it, Doctor Anderson, is that the big lie about that the other faith that we're talking about is women are never welcome inside the mosque. Uh, if, if they get married, it's in some civil ceremony uh, where someone comes to a public venue and blesses the marriage, but uh, they're not welcome in. And that's the point that escapes most Christians, in my opinion. Well, so and, she has never participated in any ceremony. Right. Well, and again, I'm not quite sure if that's 100 percent true. I mean, I've gone to some mosque and women have been there and they have a place for them. Uh, sometimes they're, they're always separated between the men and the women, but uh, it just depends on the mosque. So I'm not quite sure if that is a blanket statement that's true across the board. But what I will say is this. I know that she'd be welcome in a Christian church with you. And as the spiritual leader of your house, I think you ought to uh, make it a goal here over the next couple of months to say, I'm going to find us a good, welcoming church home where we can start at least attending regularly. And I'll just be praying for her and let God do his magic, because that's what God does. He, he does, you know, I call it magic. It's just miracles for us, but it's just normal for him to simply allow his spirit to work on your wife. Uh, I would not uh, do anything more than that except pray for her and find a good spiritual home and let God do the rest. What do you think about that plan, Dan? Uh, Dr. Anderson, I truly believe that, and uh, I, I leave it in God's hands, and if given the opportunity, I do know that she would go. And, and that's, that's great. And, and just knowing who she is and what she has said, uh, that if, if a door is open and stuff, we would go. Well, that is great. You you do the research. You go find the church, and when you feel comfortable, bring her and the family with you. Uh, you know, you go on your own for a couple of Sundays, so she doesn't have to do the exploring of some crazy churches. You want to do some exploring on your own, uh, honey. I'm going to go for a couple of hours and look for some churches. You do that for a few Sundays. The Lord will lead you to the right one, and when you feel comfortable enough to say, you know, well, this one feels pretty safe, say, honey, let's try this one together and see what we think. And I think that that's going to be the right path for you. And maybe this summer, maybe this summer, maybe in the next few months, uh, the Lord will uh, make himself known to, to your wife, and, and you'll have a great unit uh, worshiping him as a family. How's that sound? Sounds wonderful, Dr. Anderson. Thank you so much for being a sounding board. Oh, absolutely. May the Lord be with you as you continually spi to spiritually lead your house, but to kind of do it in a strategic way so you're not forcing her uh, to, to trust the Lord. I think it's going to happen, and I think you're going to be very blessed. And uh, keep doing the good work you're doing. Okay, Dan? Thank you so much, Dr. Anderson. You got it. Blessings to you, my friend. All right, let me move on and go to Anonymous in Clarksville, Maryland. Hello, Anonymous. Are you there? Yeah, hi. hi. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome. Um, uh, let me try to be succinct because I know your time. I listen, I'm a regular listener. Thanks. I'm also a member of your church. Oh, um, awesome. I've been, I've been married for 24 years. Okay. And uh, about nine years ago, my wife wanted a uh, divorce. And mm -hmm. she said the reason being that... Um, that uh, she didn't feel that we were compatible in mm. terms of sex. Okay. She said that I wanted sex, you know, pretty much all the time. And most, most guys, I didn't think it was all the time. And that she didn't feel that way. And so anyway, we struggled through uh, several years. And then I won her back mm -hmm. by just showing love. 
Okay. Unconditional love. Right. Okay. So then um, the other day, uh, a week ago, we were talking. We haven't talked about it, the divorce, since then. And then the other day we were talking about it. I brought it up. And then she mentioned to me that um, she said she wasn't physically attracted to me. Mm. And she said not just to me, but to anyone. Okay. And so, and I'm 59 now. Um I didn't know where to move forward from that. Hmm. Well, I'm sure that that hurt and it stung when you heard it. Uh, when was the last time you guys were uh, sexually intimate? Mm, three months ago. Three months ago. Okay. And do you feel when she said she's not attracted to you or anyone, it's the anyone that I want to talk to you about. Do you feel like that means uh, – any man, like she's not attracted to men or just not attracted to you and not feeling uh, intimate for anybody? Not feeling any kind of intimacy for anyone. Okay. So I think what you ought to do is to continue to love on her. Don't let this, it stings, but don't let it throw you off. How old is she? 54. Has she been to the doctor uh, lately with regard to her, her drive? No, because she kind of feels like this is how she's always been and getting her to see any kind of counseling or anything of that nature has been kind of off. Um, Mm -hmm. Now that you asked me uh, that question, um, I really don't know the answer for sure when she's been to the doctor last, Mm -hmm. so I will throw that out there to her, but... um, I just didn't know where to turn, and because it's it's weird because I feel like I know you so well, mm. <laughs> you know, because I see you in church and I listen to your show all the time, mm-hmm. and you're like a friend to me. Mm. <laughs> so so I feel like I can talk to you even though you don't know me from Adam. Right. Um, and I respect your judgment, see, mm. because you can't get advice um, if you're looking for advice when it comes to a nature and issue like sex right. but yet it needs to come from a spiritual place yeah. because um you know like you the first thing you said was continue to love on her yeah and and that's the bottom line it's not easy by the way uh when you know you've been romantically involved with a person for a quarter of a century and you've had your ups and downs but they're just kind of not interested in you or attracted to you well, here's the good news. They don't have to be attracted to you right now. Attraction goes through seasons, all right? And the reality is I think attraction's important and sex is important. But when you're 59 and she's 54, she's probably going through something in her body. Uh, there, it could be menopause. It could be a low hormones. I do think it's worth a, a visit uh, just for her own health. But what you're going to need to do is just hold on. You're going to need to continue to serve her and love her. It's not going to be easy, Anonymous, because guess what? You're a man, and you want to spend intimate time with your spouse. And that's going to cause a problem if it continues to stay this way and your needs are not met. And so this is where you're going to need to be in prayer, not only for her, but for yourself, and maybe get a couple guys around you that you know that you believe in, that you can share this with. I mean, I wouldn't share with everybody, but maybe a couple other guys whether it's from our church or for other believers, that you can just say, hey, guys, look, uh, hold me accountable, pray for me, 
Uh, I'm going to die here if, <laughs> you know, if, if something doesn't turn around. But you need that kind of support because the reality is she's putting you in a very, very difficult situation. And it's not fair to you. And so this is why I'm saying love her, pray, forgive. But the reality is this is going to be difficult for you. So you're going to need some support to make sure you stay uh, straight until uh, God changes her. But I would offer uh, a doctor's appointment. It's worth the conversation. Uh, And may the Lord be with you, brother, as you move forward in this. I've got to run to my break. uh, But when, when I get back, let me see if I can get another call or two in. This is Real Talk. With Dr. David Anderson. Have you ever walked into your basement and there was that smell? You weren't quite sure what it was mold, mildew, cracks, or blistered paint in your walls? Well, listen, you need to call Best Buy Waterproofing. They'll come by, give you a free inspection, and they'll let you know is it water wreaking havoc on the foundation of your home? They have more than 30 years of experience, and they're ready to give you and all my listeners a free basement inspection. All you got to do is give them a call, 844-980-3707. One more time, here's the number, 844-980-3707, or check them out at bestbuywaterproofing.com. And by the way, if you do business with them, They'll donate $500 to support my radio ministry. So give them a call. Best Buy Waterproofing. We're talking about barriers to good success, barriers to great success. Uh, What is your barrier to achieving good or great success? I'm here to walk you through it, help you out with it. Let me give you the phone number, and then I'm going to jump onto the phone line. 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, let's talk to Sean in Fairfax, Virginia. Hi, Sean. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Um, I am actually doing fine. Oh, how are you, ma'am? I'm so sorry about that. You don't sound oh, like a sir. I promise you that. Oh, thank you so much. Thank um, you. Just the question is, um, once you have success, and you are surrounded by people that are not wise, and you end up losing the success, how do you get it back? So basically, how do you get back to success once you've lost it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that your scenario? Yes. Okay, so tell me a little bit more what happened. Um, it was an opportunity for um, my employer to promote me, and out of fear, I decided not to go for the promotion. I listened to friends that were saying, oh, don't do it if you feel that way, and mm-hmm. and from that, I ended up just not, um, just been trying to get my way back to getting promotions again, but mm-hmm. it hasn't worked out. Are you still with the same company? Um, no, I end up leaving the company. Okay, gotcha. So, in a sense, you're regretting it in that you wish that you would have taken the promotion and continued going, but you were listening to other people around you and you made the wrong decision. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, sir. Okay, gotcha. What did you do to get to the level where you were before? I What I did was I came in there with a positive attitude, mm-hmm. and I just went in there, um, worked efficiently, and made mm-hmm. sure that I had um, I was just a hard worker. I right. Did what I had to do. <laughs> now, and, and what are you doing now for work? 
Um, now for work, I'm in the same field, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty much, you know, I'm at a place that's lower than where I was previously at right. my employer, and um, it just affected me in a negative way sure. um, in regards to not taking a promotion. So I didn't have the same amount of confidence after that. Yeah, I understand. So, um, do you do you like sports at all? Do you know the game of football or anything like that? Yes. Okay, so there is a time when you can be up, meaning that you have, let's say, two or three touchdowns. So let's say you have like 21 points, and you're feeling pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the locker room, you guys come back out, and then all of a sudden the other team uh, adjusts. They run some plays, and before you know it, uh, they're up. Now they've got made four Mm -hmm. touchdowns or five touchdowns, so they're up 28 or 35 points to your 21. Now let me ask you the question. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the team that was up, 21 to nothing and now they're down 35 to 21 and there's still another quarter left meaning they still have another 15 to 20 minutes left in the game what would you say to that team that was up but they're not up anymore mm-hmm. um i would just tell them just keep on um you have to finish the game you have to finish strong mm-hmm. even though you may start you know, you didn't start the way you wanted to start and mm-hmm. may have run a couple of plays that was beneficial to winning the game. Um, you still have a quarter to go. That's it. So the game's not over yet, right? Yes. There and I, I have to tell myself that every day, like, I can start over. But yep. it's just, I feel like that was a, a gift from God, and I didn't know it yep. until now. Yep. So are you going to go off the field and sit on the bench and – sulk over it are you going to go back into the locker room or are you going to get back on the field and keep fighting until you win the game I have to get back and keep on fighting yeah see what I think you need more than anything else is a motivational talk I'm I'm the guy here to kind of pat you on the back and push you back onto the field because you already have the ability to do it you've already proven that but you've taken a hit you've had an injury or whatever Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. now you're not up anymore but you can be up again So I need you to get back up and get back in there. And the same skills of positivity, hard work, and stick-to-itiveness that you had before are the Mm -hmm. same skills that are going to get you not only where you wanted to be, but beyond where you were. And I believe that. Other promotions are coming. Other opportunities are coming. And you've got to be prepared for those. So let the past be the past. So what? You were up by 21 points. That's that's over now. Yeah. Now it's now it's get back in the game and score some more touchdowns, and that's what you have to do. Okay, I have to tell myself other promotions will come, and that wasn't the only one. Okay. Yeah, All I right. mean, unless the game's over, is the game over? No, I'm still alive. There you go. <laughs> so the game's not over. You still have time, and you can you can do better than you did before. That's over. You missed that one. Big deal. Now it's time. Yeah to get back in there until the game is over. Now, if the game is over and you lost the game, then I'd be sulking. Man, I can't believe I did that. But the game's not over. So the clock is still ticking. You're still good to go. So get in there, work hard, be positive, overcome whatever barriers are in front of you, and uh, and make sure that you see that there is still room to run in front of you. You can make it to the goal line. You will make it to the goal line. And you have opportunities that are still going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have okay. to perform well in what you're doing now and get ready for the next promotion. Because the next time this happens to you, you, you mm-hmm. don't need to think yeah. about it. You don't need to talk to the people you talked to before. All you got to do is say, thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus. I'm in. Okay, yes. 
amen to that. So yes, don't mess up a second time. Now you have an opportunity to know, get the right. ball back. You're not going to fumble it this time. This time when that yes, opportunity comes, you're in. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. that's good. That's all he wants to know. It's coming back to you. Don't worry about it. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, Sean. Hey, Lord bless you. Thanks a lot for hanging with me. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.